Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Should everyone who earns €46,000 or less get free doctor's appointments? It was a, a measure that was announced by the government in the latest budget. It's due to come into effect, of course, from April, from this month, this year. But the Irish medical organisation don't necessarily think it's such a good idea. Their chair, Dr Ty Crowley, is with us here on the show today. Ty, what are your concerns about this? Andrea, good afternoon, first of all. Mm. Uh, thanks a million for having me on the show. Um, I suppose, look, Andrea, we have no disagreement with the actual policy itself. It's just how it's brought in and the timing of the policy bringing is is really important to discuss and to look at. I suppose from our perspective, and just just not to bore people, but just to go through the history, we're in the middle of a manpower crisis in in general practice. And our manpower crisis is twofold. We're not getting enough GPs coming in. Mm. And also, there is no a huge amount of GPs coming close to retirement age, and we're at that stage that GPs are leaving the service because of it. You can't keep what's there. Yeah. So, therefore, we're also, in terms of health, we're in the middle of an obesity epidemic. A lot of chronic diseases are coming up because of that obesity. We're also post-COVID in terms of catch-up for work. So, there's a lot of work coming at us from different directions. Really important work, work that needs to be done. But when you match manpower versus increasing workload, then there's going to be a problem. So I think most people would realise that trying to get a routine appointment for general practice can be a little difficult at the moment. And the same day service that we would have prided ourselves on is under huge pressure. So same day. Tyke, I've had people on the show here in, in recent months and we talked about this. You'd be lucky to get a GP's appointment in the same week. And that's it, you know, and that, that unfortunately at the moment, you know, if you went back a number of years ago, we were looking over the water at the NHS and we were seeing waiting times for five to six weeks. And what we're now afraid of in general practice, that we're going to have an NHS Mark II model here. So I suppose fast forward to the plan to bring in more medical cards and DVC cards, DVC cards particularly in this case, and the policy is good. It would be nice at primary care that it's free to point to delivery for everyone. It's you know that would mm. be catching up with with the rest of Europe, and it is an important uh, principle if we could get there. But if they all come onto the scene now, what you have is a situation that people who have cards at the moment, who really need to see the doctor at the moment in terms of illness, they're going to find it more difficult to get general practice appointments. So if you take that, and I suppose there's a dispute, the minister says it's not going to be big numbers, our figures would be that it will be big numbers and that this could be the grain of sand that tips the basket into a crisis. Well, we're, am I right, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tig, we're already talking about all six and seven-year-olds uh, were included in, in the scheme, the free GP scheme at the end of last year. And now we're talking about anyone who earns 46000 or less also right. eligible for the free visit. That's right. So, and the, that's the, from this month. Is, is that already well, started, or is it the end of the well, month? Well, there, there's two things. So it's it's not just the income and rate. It's also the, it's about talking about extending six and seven year olds. That actually hasn't happened yet. So we're talking about two distinct groups. The issue here with the forty six thousand also is it's very hard to get, if you get a clear idea of the numbers. So the numbers could be anywhere between four hundred thirty and eight hundred thousand. But that's what we're talking about. We're talking about two, two distinct groups: the six and seven year olds coming into the scheme. And then also the the uh, income threshold groups. And so, the, so the six and sevens that actually hasn't happened yet, because I, I thought that had been included. Maybe perhaps it was just the announcement of it, but but that is yet to happen, along with the income threshold of forty six thousand and under. And that is all expected to happen then from at some stage this month. 
That's right. And, you know, obviously negotiations between the IMO and government in in terms of this will happen. But just for your average GP, what you're talking about basically is an extra three quarters of the session. And these will be our figures in terms of the number of people that will attend the practice. And obviously, although no problem with the actual intention, just at this moment in time, with GP manpower, with the workload of general practice, we're wondering really, is this a good idea at this moment mm. in time? No, you're not against the policy. It's a lovely policy if it could be staffed, but sure, it can't be resourced. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're just looking at across the water. We just want to make sure this is causing a lot of sort of frustration, concern, uncertainty of general practice, you know, in, in how we're going to actually manage this uh, going forward. And just, I want to hear, I suppose, from people today, Tig, um that are struggling to get you know, an appointment in their local GP surgery. I know Monday, any doctor will tell you, Monday's always a, a nightmare day uh, trying to schedule appointments from over the weekend. But look, if you want to get in touch with us, 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to give us a call. But Tyg, even just looking, we'll say, for instance, you know, in, in your own in, in, in your own uh, da- daily workload and practice, like, I mean, if people are waking, I don't know, whatever the average is, is maybe two, three days to get your standard appointment. Like, how, how much in re- real terms would this push it out by? This new announcement. Well, that, that, I suppose that's what I'm saying, Andrea. You, you know, we, we live in a community, so yes, you, you know, you can talk about you, you can talk about facts and figures. We still live in a community. I'm looking after my patients. I go out and meet them out in the community. So it's very hard to face your patients in a community that up to now they can ring you and they come in the same day. We're trying our very, very best to keep systems going, but unfortunately, routine appointments are, are pushed out. So my figures and the figures that we would produce for your average GP, this is going to create an extra half session to three quarters of a session every day of appointments as we go along. But I suppose it's, you know, and obviously the minister will have different numbers and we'll have different numbers mm. in terms of, of that. But I suppose the, the so overall you're dealing concept, with it in the front line. Yeah, but the overall concept is it is going to increase workload mm. and it is going okay. to make it a two-tiered system in terms of, of patients who already have a card, this card is going to be devalued a little bit. So if you were one of the, the people, and there is a squeeze middle group, we're not denying that at all, who are people who need medical attention, this card, that's not going to guarantee, okay. guarantee them a visit. St- stay with us, Tyke. Um, Teresa's with us on the line as well, because Teresa, you're, I suppose, newly covered um, or covered by the, the new changes that were announced in the last budget. Like, what would this mean for you? The, the idea of having um, the free GP visits? Well, as for with the, just with what was mentioned previously there, my little fellow is six. Um, he just turned six and he's already gotten his card for the, the six to seven. So they've obviously, they have started rolling that out as well. Um, we, would, we would fall um, as a family into being able to get it now. Um, and that's great because I would have put off going to the doctor myself Um and I've recently had some some health problems, and I did put it off for a long time. Have you, Teresa? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've 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 um, an, an appointment with a cardiologist coming up now, and that. But I mean, I would have um, put that off for a very long time beforehand. Do you know, is, because is that, just is that due to the this was the the cost basically of going to the GP. Well, yeah, and you, you know yourself, you kind of put it off. So I, I mean, I would only definitely go to the doctor if I really needed, needed to. to. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I and whether I had the GP card or not, I'm not going to be popping along there um, just for the sake of it either. Um, but 
yeah, it, it, it is needed. Like, and we would be that kind of middle that need mm. that, that kind of generally fall between the cracks kind of thing. Um, but as I know, and my husband would be the same. He'd, I don't, I couldn't tell you the last time he went to the doctor either. Like, you know, that you kind of just, you do put it off. That's a real, you know, yeah, and it would be cost as well. Like, absolutely. I mean, yeah. with me now, I mean, I'll, I'll have to, with this, I'll have to be going every kind of six months anyway. It, I'd prefer it not to, not to have to go any any more than that. Like you know, but, but the GP card, you know, it'll it it's it's it'll make a big difference, Teresa, to you. Oh, hugely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hugely. And 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 that's yeah, definitely. Tyg, I, I know that's that's a big concern. Like, and and Teresa's not alone. There's other messages coming in from people who, you know, nearly wait till there's one or two reasons to go to the doctor. Like, that's the last thing any GP wants to hear is that people would would uh, would put off going. You know, or put it in, in the long finger. Oh no, Andrea! I like I'm not disagreeing with any of that. We 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 experience that ourselves here in terms of patients coming in. So that's why we're not disagreeing with the policy. It's just all coming at the one time. Um, this is going to cause issues within the practice initially. So we'd be calling for that for that to be spread out mm-hmm. over a period of time. So we're not disagreeing. We like we'd agree. We see that in our own in in our own practices here in our own surgeries. We've you know there is a squeeze middle effect that people are are. Putting back their own healthcare needs for the for the for their needs of their children for the needs of other people. Uh, Pauline is with us on the line as well. Pauline, have you had trouble trying to get a doctor's appointment? Yeah, I got a bad chest infection a few weeks ago, and um, I spent the first couple of days feeling pretty sorry for myself, and then eventually it got to the point where I couldn't sleep lying down. I had to sleep, try and sleep sitting up, and I was kind of really struggling with my breath and it got a little bit scary so I tried to get an appointment with my doctor and there wasn't wasn't an appointment available until May. May? Um, Yeah. So I'm lucky enough to be a member of VHI so I was able to go to the Swift Care Clinic and they were able to take care of me but if had had I not been a member of VHI I would have had to go to A&E and while while I was pretty sick and very uncomfortable you know I wasn't in a, a, a sort of an emergency state either. Um, so I, you know, I would have felt really bad to have to avail of, you know, accidents and emergency positions. Mm. And um, a friend of mine, the same, she her little boy got very sick, and she she has medical training, and she was very concerned that he was actually um, potentially suffering from appendicitis. She couldn't get an appointment with a doctor, and she ended up in A and E. Now the child had a GI bug and was fine, but she said she felt so bad because she was sitting for four hours in A and E for a child that really had a minor ailment that could have been cleared up had she been able to see her doctor. Uh, text in from a listener who says, I rang the GP today at midday, 12 o'clock, and I actually got an appointment for 2pm. I'm based in Rathfarnham. Another listener says, this sounds absolutely terrible. I was in, in Barcelona. We can get a GP appointment within 24 hours. If not, a max Two hours for A&E, if you can wait. Imagine two hours. Uh, when I left Galway in 2008, never had a problem getting a GP. Even if full reception would tell my mum, just come down, we'll squeeze him in. He was fantastic, says this listener. Lisa's on the line as well. Lisa, what's your experience? Hi. Um, yeah, I moved from South Dublin to West Dublin um, a couple of years ago. Anyway, I stuck with my doctor um, in South Dublin, but then I got pregnant and she kind of said, look, you, you really need try and change your GP because you're not going to be able to be coming out here all the time up to an hour's drive especially with a little one anyway I must have rang 20 different GPs over the course of six months and not one of them had the capacity to take me on I'm a private patient I don't have a medical card 
Um, now, eventually, about three months after my daughter was born, I got someone to take us on a GP in the local area. However, they say their GMS list is full, so we don't get the free GP care for under sixes for her. Um, and basically, she's just on a waiting list and they can't tell us how long. So even though the government kind of announces these initiatives and says, OK, well, everybody under a certain income can have free GP care. Like we can't access what is apparently um, an existing policy that children under six can see the GP for free. So every time I bring my daughter to the GP, it's 70 euro. And yet your, you know, your your daughter's friends or you know kids living in a in going to the same school but maybe you know go to a different oh, gp they'll get yeah. the free gp 100 percent. and you know there's like this is not just us like there's loads of parents in the area on the same boat number one you can't get a gp and then number two you can't get the get the free care so you're trying to pay out of pocket all the time and like that even you know went as far as like the two week and six week check when she was born um, you know, so they're, they're kind of like essential checks for newborns and stuff. And we still have to pay 70 euro. And they were lucky that we had 70 euro. Mm. But yeah, it just annoys me when I hear like things being announced like that, because like on the one hand, like the government can come out and say, well, look, we support families and you can have free GP care for under sixes. But actually, in reality, how many people are able to access it? And I think it would be the same this time around. OK, it's all well and good to announce this for people under a certain income, but you know, how many people are going to actually be able to get those appointments. So it's very much then, Tig. it's very much a, a postcode lottery system then. Well, I, 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 Andrea, what I, what I would be saying to you, it depends obviously in individual parts of the country what pressures they're under. But in general terms, and I suppose we have been saying this in the IMO for a number of years now, that the medical services are under huge pressure and that, as your listener there says, one can go for cards, one can announce it, but I think people mm. need to be realistic to think that just because there are free cards announced and someone has a free card, there are only so many number of, of medical appointments. Now, obviously, I think as time goes on, the, the process will be easier, but we do need to get more doctors into the system. We do need to get more GPs in, and we also need to look at the retirement to see if there anything we can do in terms of... But, but, but just to, 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 to Lisa's situation there, and, and Lisa, sorry, how long did you say you're on the waiting list or your daughter's on the waiting list to they be able to use that yeah, card? They can't give us a timeline for when she'll be on it, but let's say they, t- they agreed to take us on when she was two months old, she's six months old now, and there's no sign of there being a spot. Now, they say that they look at the list every month because, of course, naturally... People maybe age out of the system, so maybe somebody who's over six or seven or whenever the cutoff is, they age out. And there might be a spot. It's an overall GMS list, so they say like maybe perhaps an elderly person with a medical card might have passed away. So they say they do look at it on a monthly basis, but there's absolutely no sign of when we might be able to gain access to it. And you can't bring your daughter then to a different GP where there is a spot. No, like this crowd, where I'm not lying when I say about twenty local GPs. Every few weeks, I would ring them constantly. These were the only crowd that would take us on in the end. And again, like, you know, I'm in Dublin 15, and I'm sure if you have any other parents in Dublin 15, they have the same problem. There's, you know, huge um, developments here and lots of families and lots of homes being built and just no services available. So I know I know we're not the only ones, but no, there's, there's been no other GP to go to, to be perfectly honest. 
Uh, Liz has got in touch in, in Blessington. She says, my son and wife moved quite near to us in Blessington about 10 years ago. They've been on a waiting list for a GP in the area since then. How on earth can the government consider free access when this is the situation? Gary has got in contact and says, most doctors and nurses work 12 hours in a hospital, so why can't a GP open later? More patients could then be seen. Also, I've had to use the digital doctor as I can't get appointments. And the one setback is, the, um, or oh, the one setback, sorry, is that they can't issue illness benefit forms which are required by employers. So you still have to contact your own doctor if you're out for more than three days. Uh, lunchtime live at newstalk.com is the email address if you want to get in touch. Uh, we, we moved house last year to Shankill, tried 12 GPs before I could find one. I have no pre-existing conditions and nobody will take me on. Touch wood. Um, I haven't even had to use one yet, but that's the situation that we're in. Tyke, like, what is the advice for, for people like that listener there in, in Shankill and the, the other listener, I mean, waiting 10 years to get taken on the GP list in in, West, in Blessington? Yeah, and look, it's it's. Uh, I, I'm listening to the stories there, and as a, as a as a doctor, my heart is sinking. You know, for them, like that, that 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 is tough going. That is that is very tough. I mean, I can't, you know. But I suppose I I'm not the enforcer of policies here. I, all I can do is say what's happening in different areas. Obviously, in an areas there where there's a lot of housing development going on. When we're planning for you know housing estates, one doesn't think of well, have we services here to provide for the people moving into these houses, and that's what's going on, particularly in a lot of Dublin areas. But you know, as you, as you move out to sort of peripheral towns and villages, it, not enough planning goes into well, have we services for people that move into the area? Um, it, look, it's it, 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 these are heartening stories of people trying to get access mm. to, to GP cover, and I suppose our story is is look. This this is going to get worse, and we don't want to have this as an NHS model that people are are looking going. Where is the service we had? The more we add these cards onto the system, without looking at the various underlines like the yeah, number of doctors, the number of this texture here says we need to use pharmacies more they should be able to dispense antibiotics for basic complaints my GP is great but you'd be waiting two to three days for an appointment and one to two weeks if it wasn't an urgent appointment says this listener another texter only go to the doctor if I need to that would be if I had a severe pain difficulty breathing or a high temperature it's expensive even with a small income I accept I have to pay the fee you'll get a lot of people attending now who can treat themselves at home what's going to pay for this uh, GP service the free GP service all the handouts will bankrupt the country says this listener keep them coming into us Dr Ty Crowley the chair of the IMO Pauline um, Teresa as well and, and Lisa thanks a million for getting in touch with us here on the programme Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.